I also want to take a few moments to talk to you about a few things that I hope you will also consider. I hope you will consider finding me on vocal.media. Yeah, vocal.media forward slash Eric Deshaun Barrett. That is my blog. That is where I present all of my information, my thoughts, my ideas, my outlook on life. If you can't watch the YouTube because you know you got things to do and you can't listen to the podcast because the same, maybe you just like to read. So go over to vocal.media forward slash Eric Deshaun Barrett and get your read on right now. <laughs> well, also, while I got your attention here in this hour, I would like for you to do me a favor. Downstairs in the, the show notes are some links. I've told you about vocal.media, but the next thing I want to talk to you about is the cash app. Now, I would like for you to consider something because here's my thing. I don't believe in presenting you with anything that does not give you value. I don't like to give you ads that you got to pay money into in order for me to get something out of. Here with the Cash App, all you got to do is go in there. See what I'm saying? You click my link, I get $5, and you get $5. And then here's the thing. I'm not even going to tell you after you get your $5 to send your friends back to me. I'm going to tell you, you go over there and tell your friends to get their link, and they can get $5, and you can get $5. So now all I got was 5 out this deal, and you about to get 10 You see how I'm giving you more than I'm getting? So go ahead, click my link, download the Cash App, and then when you download it, take that $5. Get your friend to give you something. That'd be a $10 deal. Then take that and go and start investing in the stock markets because the cash app allows for you. You say, why are you, are they really sponsoring you? No, I'm just telling you how to get free money up in these streets. Okay? Hey, oh yeah, free money. I love it. Free money. I love it. The cash app has a way for you to invest in the stock market. Can you say it with me? The stock market. The NYE New York Stock Exchange. Or is it NYSE? I think it's NYSE. But they, they do kind of say NYE, right? The point is, go in there. No longer, somebody said no longer. No longer do you have to invest in whole shares, which a lot of those shares like Amazon is $1,800 a share. Google is uh 15 and some change. I even saw Tesla going for like $575 or something like that. Amazon, did I tell you about Amazon? That's nearly going for like $2,000. Something, I, 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 I might have messed up there. I don't remember. They were high. That's all I got to remember. The numbers don't matter. They were high. But here's the thing. You, back in the day when they got into Amazon, when they got into Google, when they got into Apple, when they got into Tesla, when they even got into Facebook. But now with just $1, you can get into all those stocks. You can invest in all of those companies and get a return. All you got to do is go, like I said, download the Cash app, click on my link. Now, here's the thing. It's not about me getting the money because I look, I'm trying to get you money. You click on my link, I get $5, and more importantly, you get $5. Without it, you ain't getting no money. But if we got a referral thing, we got this little friendship thing here, we getting some money. And then take that, and like I said, don't even tell your friends to come back and get it from me. Get it from me, get your, go, hey, hey, Mar, hey, bro, hey, I told you about this cash app. Give me that $5. And then we're going to take that money and put it in the stock market. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to make some more money. You know what I'm saying? And then we'll all be happily 
ever after. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My final point, and I'm going to let you go with these announcements here. I want for you to, if you will, go ahead and subscribe to me on the YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Eric Barrett. Now, here's my thought process, okay? As my granny always said, my granny, in the words of her grand, her mama, should I say, which was my great granny, was what I was trying to say. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. They said that God gave you two eyes and two ears. You know what that meant? God wanted you to hear more and see more. And then for all of you potheads out there... <laughs> You got to sniff it out too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. The point of the matter is, I have three forms of inspiration, information, and encouragement. If you are not able to get through a podcast, that's fine. You may not like audio things in your ears. It's no problem. You can go and watch the vlog. Maybe you don't like to watch the YouTubes. It's fine. You can go and read. You feel what I'm saying? I already told you about vocal media. You're listening to this podcast right now. And all that's left is to go over and subscribe. YouTube.com forward slash Eric Barrett. Oh, bless your sweethearts. Now, let's go ahead and get some work in with this podcast. Ah, yes, sir. All right. I want to, um, today I was supposed to do a political chat. I had uh, emailed a friend of mine and we were going to sit down and we were going to talk today and I might still do that, but that's not going to be, uh, the podcast today. That's going to be a conversation for down the road because I wanted to take a moment today to talk about what I see as the greatest potential for me in this comeback story. I I realized something, and I shared this in a podcast. If not, or if you didn't hear it is what I wanted to say, then I'm going to share it again, partially because I can't even tell you which one to go back and listen to. But when I was in college... I remember taking an English class. I can't remember the guy's name. I don't know. It was Thomas something. But it was on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 p.m. And I remember uh, turning in a paper. And I wrote it the way that the papers were supposed to be written. You know how papers are supposed to be written. For those of you who, I don't know how they're teaching you how to write them now. But back when we were in school, they taught you that a paper had to have one, a thesis, Two atopic sentence, three major and minor details, and a conclusion. It was four parts to a paper. I, no, it was five parts to a paper. It was the thesis, the topic sentence, the main point. I think that's what it was. I don't remember. The point is, I had all of those things together, but I turned my paper in and the the teacher rejected it. And the teacher rejected it based on one thought. He said, I read your thesis. I read your topic sentence. I even read your major detail number one. Then I got to three, the third major detail, should I say. And the conclusion, and I was lost. 
Because somewhere in paragraph two, in major and minor detail two, you screwed up. And it whopped the whole story. So now paragraph or major detail three and the conclusion do not add up to major detail one, the topic sentence or the thesis, because somewhere in two, you got sidetracked, you got turned around, you got screwed up. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to scrap the conclusion. I want you to scrap major detail three. I want you to scrap major detail two. And I want you to go back and study your thesis, study your topic sentence, read major detail one, find out where you are, and then do two, three in the conclusion. Now, this was such a life lesson to me that I did not know then, but I learned now. Because what happened is in that paper, Dr. T, he basically told me the thesis, which this is how Papers are structured, even in, in, I I guess we'll just stick to papers. We're not going to go into books and dissertations or what have you. (laughs) Your thesis statement defines what it is you are trying to portray. Your thesis statement is what this paper is. It is the identity of this paper. The topic sentence explains the identity. Major detail one is the cultivation of your identity. It's how you grow and materialize your thesis and your topic sentence. Paragraph two is how you operate with it. First, you cultivate it Then you operate with it. And paragraph three, the major minor detail three, is a reflection of your cultivating and your operating. And the conclusion is the summary of your your story. I've grown to believe that is the greatest life lesson of all time that I didn't even know. And I'm sure Dr. T in some ways was trying to say it, but I didn't hear it then. Because everybody is born with a thesis statement. Everybody's born with a thesis statement. Everybody has a topic sentence that explains their thesis statement. This is who I am, thesis. This is why I am this way, topic sentence. And then you begin with major detail one. Your adolescent years. This is how you morph into psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Your body, your mind, your heart, your soul starts to morph into the topic and the thesis. Then you get to the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, and we'll go ahead and add near the 60s. Now 
you are operating on what you have been cultivated to do. The person that you have morphed into, the person that you have grown into, the person that you have built your life to be, now when you get to your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, and 50s, and 60s, you are operating in that person. You are capitalizing on your cultivating. It is almost in the same mindset for me. Excuse me if, if, if this just works for me. You're operating in the, the, the level of sowing and reaping. First, you have to plant the crop. That's your childhood. The seeds are planted. Then the crop starts to grow. And the growing phases is when it morphs into plants, it morphs into corn, it morphs into potatoes, it morphs into peas, into cotton. Yes, cotton is still a good thing, even though we don't want to pick it. It morphs into all of these different things. And then we get to major detail three, the reaping of it. Because now you get to the point where you see the benefits Everything you have planted into the ground. Everything that you have cultivated. Now, life, for me, for a lot of people, has found a way to somehow become a little challenging. Because somewhere inside of major detail too, we get sidetracked. We get turned around. We get a little bit confused. We miss our place, if you will. And the thesis and the topic sentence loses itself to life. It loses itself to our challenges, to our short-term decisions. There was a guy, don't even remember his name. I used to listen to him on the radio because, you know, grandma didn't let me watch TV. And he would say, don't sacrifice the immediate on the etern- on the altar of the eternal. Don't sacrifice, I had to think about it real quick, the immediate on the altar of the eternal. And what he was saying is, Don't risk, don't offer immediate mindsets, immediate pleasures on the altar of your destiny, on the altar of your thesis statement. And so you hear me have said a lot about what is your destiny and finding your purpose. And even am I saying that it sounded more preachy and it didn't sit right to me. And I kept saying it because I didn't have anything else to say at the point. And that was literally what I was trying to do. But it still didn't sit well with me. And now it's kind of flipped for me. Because now it's not about, oh, what is your destiny? What is your purpose? Because nobody knows that. that. That sounds too out there. And too, what is your thesis statement? Everybody has been given a thesis statement. And I keep saying that because now I have found myself trying to go back, 
trying to relive my thesis statement, trying to understand what that statement is. And so as my chat is going off, I I always forget to put my stuff on silent when I am talking to you. Please forgive me for that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and silence it now. Uh, by the way, I, I, I'm using the new Siri mode on my watch. And, um, you know, it's just fascinating to to see. it. Kind of, what it does is it goes and it looks at everything that you're doing. And then it kind of sets up your home screen based on that. And, and, and it's just like, it, it's fascinating to me. I, I, I don't know why I didn't use this before. But anyway, that's another conversation for another day. So, in finding my thesis statement, I I realized that there are certain things that was not a part of that statement. I am not a political activist. I have never been a political activist. I have been shafted into that. And it's not the fault of people that I've been shafted into that. I have been shafted into that because I allowed people to shaft me into those things. And you can't get mad at the people because the reality of it is everybody's out in these streets trying to get what they're trying to get done. And it's up to each and every one of us to know our thesis statement because if you don't know your thesis statement, you can get shafted into things that you really wasn't destined or it does not line up with your thesis statement. And because you don't know it, you can get shafted in. It's not their fault. It's not even some cases your fault, but only one person can stop it and that's you. That's me. So I got shafted into being a political activist. As an African-American man, you need to do A, B, C, D, E. And the thing that bothered me, the thing that bothered me was as I was wiping my face, I I hope it didn't muffle my voice, but if it did, I'm sorry. I, uh, I was watching people. Like I remember going and leaving a comment on a buddy's page. Pissed me off when I did it. Ray. And I left it on his page like, hey, man, um, so this is what we want to do. I want you to be a part of it, blah, blah, blah. And Ray ignored it. And I felt some kind of way because you got this privileged little white boy that literally has the stars and the moon aligned in his favor. The least he could do was come over here and give back to somebody, give them an opportunity, share with them something that they never had. I mean, that's the, that's the least that you can do, you little privileged white prick, right? Wrong. Because the reality of it is, Ray has a thesis statement. And Ray understood his thesis statement. And in Ray understanding his thesis statement, he recognized, at least this is just in my head, he might not have even seen it. Or he might have read it, said I'll get back to it tomorrow, and never got back because he got busy. But the point of the matter is, this is how I'm going to interpret it. He had a thesis statement, and he recognized when he saw that, this does not fit my thesis statement. 
Therefore, I'm not going to be a part of it. You mind if I take a drink? It's just some water. I realize I need more of that in my life. So if you just allow me just a... Just, Thank you. Thank you very much. <sighs> so at the time, it, it, it made me feel some type of way. Like, how dare you not come over here and try to help the people? How dare you not come over here and try to, to give back, you little prick? You little bourgeois prick with your nice cars and your, your good jobs and your slick down hair and your, your nice little overcoats and all your little toys and gadgets and gizmos. But here's what I should have did. I should have went and said, bruh, what is your thesis statement? And then knowing his thesis statement, say, you know what? That's not what Ray does. That's not who Ray is. Ray is this guy right here. And anything that connects to this guy in this manner, that's what we're going to do. But other than that, this is not Ray. Then we have a politician. And I specifically want to address this point here. And I'm going to try my best. Please, please don't hold me to that because you know I'm very long-winded. I'm going to try my best to keep this short because I know people have things to do. But I want to address this today. I want to address this. Not address this, address this. So I was working with a politician in town. And that politician... Well, that politician is very forceful. That politician is very determined. That politician does not want to lose. And so that politician does everything possible to make sure the agenda, the mission statement, the thesis that they've set out to achieve is happening. Now, I reached out to this politician and, and I'm going to publicly admit right here that I was wrong in this endeavor because I didn't recognize this. I didn't recognize my inability to market myself in a way that people understood what my intentions were. I thought that I was sharing and making my intentions clear, but the fact of the matter is that was not the case. So, here's what went down. I went in and introduced myself to this politician. I got into a meeting based on another conversation. I, I don't want to say torpedoed it because that's not, I don't want to say uh, uh, bombed it because that's not, what, what do you do when you, I don't want to say invaded. Basically, a particular person that I was working with on a project had a meeting with this council person and I was like, hey, can I come? And I just wanted to go to be a part of the process. I didn't really want, didn't have any agenda, didn't have any thoughts in my head. I just wanted to go and be a part of the process. And the politician turned to me and was like, so what do you do? And 
me being EDB, <laughs> you don't ask me what I do and think I'm not going to tell you. So I told her. And then, now you know it's a her. I was trying my business, my best, my business, my best, not to tell you anything that would identify it because I just wanted to get the point across and not you. Well, who is this politician? I'm so tired of folks going there. It doesn't matter. Just listen to the story. The point to the story is greater than who is the character. Jesus. Help me, Father. All right. So she said, well, what do you do? And I told her what I did. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. I may have some opportunities for you. Now, some of those opportunities didn't pan out. It is what it is. Bing, bada, boom, realest guy in the room, right? The thing that made me feel some type of way, it's not her fault. It's my fault. Because even I didn't do this, and I felt like I should. So many of us email politicians, and the only time we email them is when we're cussing at them. They're used to being cussed at. They're used to, well, this is what I think, and this is what I feel, and this is what y'all should do, and da, 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 and y'all need to do this, and y'all need to do that, and it don't make no sense. Y'all keep allowing this stuff to go down. Now I don't know why y'all keep doing this. And so they always look at everybody with that particular guard because that is traditionally what they get. Now, I thought that I was coming with a different approach, but even my approach had a similar uh, sense. It, it, It bore the residue of the mindset by which they were accustomed to. I came to her and I said, this is what I want to do. This is what I think that will benefit the community. This is what I think will benefit you. And I I want you to be a part of this and blah, 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 blah. And I have this big vision and you're going to be great with it. And da, 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 da. And she responded. She responded. She came. She did her dig. She got her shtick. And then she was gone. Then... Trouble started to arise. Oh, EDB's got a council person in his pocket. He can do whatever he wants. She just bows to him. EDB, yeah, that's her boy. And he does. And the reality to it was she never responded to those allegations. Partially because I don't even think she might know about them. Then again, maybe she does. And her being the astute, determined, self-driven, wielded person that she is, she just heard it, said, okay, went on about her business. Then the argument came to me. Oh, she doesn't like you. She doesn't want you around. She's just trying to find a way to get rid of you. She's just throwing you off on people. You're not worth her time. Don't you notice that the only time she comes up is when she wants to be on camera. She really doesn't care about you. She hates your guts. She tells me all the time how she hates your guts. You're a liability. You are just a bad... You're just too... You're too... No, 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 no. And so now I'm feeling some type of way. Not knowing what is being said on the other end of that 
argument. Because that conversation has never happened. Here's the problem that I have with that. There are good relationships that could blossom into beautiful things. But when these little wedges get unchecked, it splits the potential. And some folks are strong enough to push through it but other people are not. And so what I should have done is I should have, and I would like to consider this for future reference. I don't care if it's a politician, if it's a pope, if it's a preacher, if it's your boss. Walk in, shake his or her hand, And just say, how are you today? I was just wondering how you were today. How's your family? How's your kids? You might see some on the job, some at the store. Then you'll say, oh, you're trying to bribe your way in. Well, people are going to say whatever they want to say. That is the problem that I have with this society. You can't be nice because nice always has to mean something. You can't be human because human always means something. You're trying to get a spot. You're trying to get ahead. You're trying to boost your your, your way. You're trying to make yourself look better than everybody. It's always got to be something attached to anything that you do. And the reality of the matter is I am sick and tired of having to try to figure out what the messaging is going to be after anything I do. To hell with what the messaging is going to be. I am sick and tired of trying to have, I'm sick and tired of having to always think about how somebody is going to respond to something that I do that is freaking human. You have to have a political strategist just to be human. Can you believe that is the world we live in today? I sound like my old grandmama now. I can't believe we in these times where we have to have, I got to say it again, a political strategist to be human. So I retired from the social activist business. I retired from the community activist business. I quit and did whatever you want to say. You mind if I get another drink? Just give me a second. I'm sorry. Throat skin look parts here. Hold on. Thank you. Thank you. I retired from that business, quit that business, left the business because I wanted to be a human. And I didn't want to have to explain myself every, well, why did you do that? I am trying to understand what you're thought process was for doing for for what was that gift about there has to be a meaning behind that gift you didn't just get nobody gives anything just because I do I freaking do so I want to be in the human business that sadly means 
that I can't be in the political business. I want to be in the people business, which sadly means I can't be in the activist business. Because in the activist business, everything has to be about an agenda. I have a mission just for going to dinner. Maybe I just like talking to you. Maybe I just like sitting down with you because you you have an interesting outlook on life. I, I go to lunch every week or breakfast now with a buddy over in Chesapeake. And I regret my thought. I don't regret anything. That's not true. I don't like to use that word because I have no regrets. But I realized that even in that exchange... It was wrong. Not going to breakfast. I love that. But I always went with the mindset of what am I supposed to get out of this breakfast? Instead of just, hey, man, this is a buddy. Go sit down and enjoy each other's company. Everything is not about what's the next move. What's the next career choice? What's the next focal point? Sometimes it's just about, hey, man, let's get a freaking Chick-fil-A sandwich and chill. We don't need a three-point agenda today. We just need to go, how is life? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Here's what's going on with me. Here's where my head is. Sometimes you just need to email your friends, regardless of where they sit, regardless of who they are. Sometimes you just need to go, you know what? You're awesome sauce. I really appreciate your giving me your time. I really appreciate your thinking about me in some way, shape, or form. And I am sorry. I I want this to be the message that is transcended to all the communities of the world. I am sorry for my ignorance. I am sorry that it took me so long to understand what the point should be or that I have misled you in understanding what my mission statement was. I am sorry that I presented you with paragraph three and a conclusion that totally contradicted paragraph one, my topic sentence, and my thesis, and all of you were wondering, wondering what the hell just happened. I am so very sorry of that. I am sorry. I am sorry that you have the frustration that you had or that you may have. I am sorry that you feel some type of way about my forcefulness because the reality was... You were trying to do you. I was trying to do me. But I was not clear in who me was. So therefore you and me clashed. Because you and me probably should not have never been together in the first place. I am completely sorry. And so now. Moving forward. 
I ask, how are you? I share with you my personal and sincere thought that I really and truly appreciate you as a human being. I say this and I say this again. And I'm going to say it 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 again. I say people are the greatest gift to this planet. People are the greatest gift to this planet. Nothing on planet Earth outbeats. Nothing on planet Earth can compare. Nothing on planet Earth can even be in the same league, can even be talked about in the same conversation as the human being. And we have all of these conversations about how humans are compared to this beast and that beast instead of human beings being unique. Human beings being special. And truthfully, from the bottom of my heart, my little old teeny heart, that little old black thing, I, it's not black. I didn't smoke as a child. But then again, I was around secondhand smoke, so it might be some struggles. I probably should go to the doctor, look at my heart a little bit. <sighs> but whatever it is, from down there in that little old thing, boop, 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 you're completely awesome, sauce. So thank you for your time. I'm going to get on out your hair. I, I'm, I, I said I was going to keep this short. And if you look at what my podcast has been going these last few, few uh, weeks, <laughs> this is short. So go ahead and find me on the internet somewhere. Email me, ericdeshawnbarrett at gmail.com. All the links are downstairs in the show notes. And I look forward to our chatting again. Hopefully, well, I'm not going to say about something brighter because it wasn't nothing dark about this. This is a great conversation. I enjoyed it. It it was therapy to me, at least. And I hope that uh, it was the same for you. So until the next time we get to chat, for me and mine, unto you and yours.